0: After watching that game, I only have one phrase, two words to say. Oh, dash, no. what is going on everybody neighbor's dog started barking as soon as i hit the record button hope you guys are having a fantastic time by listening to this podcast and hopefully i can entertain you guys for the next 10 to 15 minutes while it is happening my name is seth weston and this is the unofficial memphis grizzlies podcast so without any further ado let's get into it last night my worst fears came to pass in the grizzlies are now down 3-1 in round one versus the Utah Jazz. Final score of game four was 120-113. And the Memphis Grizzlies once again threw this game away. In the last two games, the Utah Jazz went on runs. Game three, they went on a 14-2 run. In this game, they went on a 10-0 run to end this game. So Grizzlies once again could not finish. Let's go ahead and talk about this game in depth. First up, as always, we have Mr. Kyle Anderson. He had a rough night tonight, which is 4 points, 5 assists, 2 steals, and 2 rebounds. Did not shoot well, 2 for 7 from the field, and didn't play very long, only 24 minutes. Jaron Jackson Jr. played a whole lot better, and that was the reason I really thought we were going to win this game. He had 21 points tonight, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal for him. And yeah, he just played really good basketball. He shot 50% from the field, 9 for 18. And three for ten from three. He was forcing threes uh, tr- tremendously, but yeah, it was it was a good night for him. And yeah, he was. This was the best I've seen him play since he's come off his injury, and that was really it was just a, it was a sight for sore eyes um, for him. Dylan Brooks played well. Twenty one points, three assists, four rebounds, seven for fifteen from the field, over one for three. Yeah, played good defense once again, just being very very aggressive and earning the respect of several NBA commentators also. They kept going on and on about Dylan Brooks, so you got that going for you. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas with 14 points tonight, nine sorry, 12 rebounds, and one assist, one steal, one block. Valanciunas played uh, well tonight. He played well for, like, the entire game, and so it wasn't just towards the end, which is something that we needed um, him not to do and for him to actually do well. He shot 60% from the field, and, yeah, Valanciunas was a pretty good game for him overall. Overall, this was just a good game for him. And then finally, John Morant, leading scorer for the Memphis Grizzlies, once again, 23 points, 12 assists, getting the double double, um, with a steal and six rebounds as well. So on the way to a triple double, but couldn't get it done. Eight for 21 from the field overall, one for seven from three. He something about John Morant tonight. He just seemed really, really off. I don't know why, but like he was just he. The first half, by the way, he was not good in the first half. He was playing very frustrated. He, he could you could tell the like, he was physically frustrated, um, and and that was something you could really really tell. And so that affected his first half play. And then he played he played well in the second half, but he just he just wasn't the same and he always that he always has. Twenty three is fantastic. Twelve assists is even more fantastic, but like he just it wasn't a fantastic game. It was just a weird game for Ja. He seemed he seemed not in it tonight, and so that was. Yeah, I mean, that was really unfortunate. And he did make Donovan Mitchell look silly, so that's always interesting to watch. But, yeah, I just think, uh, yeah, John Morant with a g- good performance, but also kind of a weird performance, if that makes any sense. The bench did not do that great. Tyus Jones with zero points tonight, one rebound. Grayson Allen with eight points tonight, three uh, rebounds. Uh, let's see, who else? Desmond Bain with seven points, one at steal, two assists. And then D'Amne Milton, who had zero points in the first half, finished the game with 15. 14 of those came in the fourth quarter. He was leading this team. He was making sure the Grizzlies were not going to lose this game, except we did lose. But 15 points, two assists, five rebounds for him, three for six from three, five for nine from the field overall. It was a really, really great game for D'Anthony Melton. I I wouldn't say, actually, no, I'm going to take that back. It wasn't a great game for D'Anthony Melton. It was a great fourth quarter for D'Anthony Melton. And, yeah, he just really, really led this team to victory, and that is something that we needed. We needed a leader off the bench. I mean, Grayson Owen and Desmond Bain played well, but they didn't have an explosive night like we needed to off the bench because of their bench is really, really fantastic, so we needed somebody to step up tonight. And Melton didn't really explode the entire game, but he exploded in the fourth quarter. And sometimes we'll take we'll take the small things. So good job, D'Anthony Melton. Um, we were without Brandon Clark once again tonight, Justice Winslow, Killian Tilly, uh, Xavier Tillman, John Conchart, and Tim Frazier. So, small bench unit tonight. It was a nine-man rotation. Might as well be eight because Ty Jones didn't really do anything. So, not, not taking any shots. I'm just saying. He only played five minutes as well. So, Taylor Jenkins clearly had a set few of players that he wanted to play, and he played them. Memphis Grizzlies shot 46% from the field overall, 28% from three, still really low, 85% from the free-throw line, only missing three, and uh, John missed two out of his eight, and Della missed one out of his eight. If you were curious, got 42 rebounds tonight, 26 assist, uh, assists, not bad on that standpoint. Eight steals, four blocks, nine turnovers, decent defensively stat line, and care- taking care of the ball. And 113 points. So. Grizzly stats were once again not terrible. This we're just playing against the Utah Jazz. I, mean, I don't I don't know what we need to expect. I don't know what you want ourselves to do except play better than we're than we have been this season. We um I would I would want I would have wanted us to score more three-pointers. Uh we shot 35 and only made 10. They shot 34 and made 17. They made 7 more threes than us. And so yeah, and we and we were shooting around the same shots. We shot 35, they shot 34. They just made 17 of them. That's an even 50. percent By the way, uh, and yeah, they were just they were just on it tonight, and the Grizzlies just couldn't finish it. And that's that brings that shows some of our younger side. I mean, it's not that we were that we were fatigued or tired, and then we just can't finish games when it mattered. And so that was that was what, what what got us tonight once again. And so our youngness is showing against this Jazz team, especially in the crunch in crunch time. And yeah, stats weren't bad. Just the end game, not how we wanted it to be. Looking at the Utah Jazz now, uh, yeah, they played pretty good basketball tonight, 120 points, obviously. Let's start off with Royce O'Neal. Nine points tonight, nine rebounds, one assist, and three steals. He wasn't as explosive as he was last game, but, yeah, three for seven from the field, three for five from three. Only field goals made were from beyond the arc. Bojong Bogdanovich with 13 points tonight, two assists, two rebounds, five for ten from the field overall, three for five from three. Rudy Gobert, who got a technical foul, uh, because one, because he just wasn't paying attention and wasn't listening to the whistle, um he got really upset that there wasn't a foul call, but there actually was a foul call, so he beat the Sorry, he beat the absolute crap out of the um out of the basketball hoop. And so, yeah, they they're gonna tech him for that. Also, Quint Snyder did get a technical foul for making aggressive gestures toward the referee and being on the court. So that shows uh, that shows where the cool is at for the jazz. But anyway, Rudy Gobert um, was seventeen points tonight, eight rebounds, one assist. And Five for nine from the field overall. We'll talk about more about his him a little bit later So if you like Rudy Gobert, then we'll talk about more of them later But Rudy Gobert great night tonight And yeah force to be reckoned with Mike Conley hitting one of the most clutch shots of the night with just 11 points tonight 7 assists 3 rebounds 3 for 4 from 3 3 for 6 from the field overall rare occurrence where Mike Conley only hits three pointers uh, and one of them was the one that that put us down by I think like five or six points in the fourth quarter with like a, with like a minute left. So that was that was uh, that was a dagger. Like we started bleeding out after he he inserted that dagger. So Mike Conley, once again, miss you and great performance for you tonight as well. And finally, man of the night, 30 points, game leading score, 30 points for Donovan Mitchell, eight assists, two steals as well with two. Rebounds, 8 for 22 from the field overall, 2 for 7 from the three-point line, but 12 for 13 from the free-throw line. Now, uh, I don't know if you've seen the uh, take-that-for-data thing. Uh, it's, if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan, you have. Uh, David Fisdale, a couple years ago, we were lost in the playoffs. Um, I don't remember who we were playing. I don't know why. Uh, but he... Like, he was talking about how we were how Donovan Mitchell was being fouled. Sorry, not Donovan Mitchell. A guy was being fouled tremendous, uh, tremendously. And to the extent where it's almost unbelievable. Donovan Mitchell shot 13 shots from the free throw line tonight. And the Grizzlies, as a team, shot 20. And so, in the, in the case of David Fisdale in that game, uh, he got really upset because his one player shot more free throws than in the entire team. And to, it, it's to the point where, like, okay... I don't even think that's physically possible. Donovan Mitchell definitely deserved to go to the free throw line for some of these, but I don't really think for all of them. They were expecting, and definitely for some of them, they were expecting contact from Dylan Brooks to Mitchell, but there actually wasn't. But they blew the they blew the whistle and they called a foul before the play actually un- unveiled before them. And so, Donovan Mitchell getting 13 shots from the free throw line is kind of a lot for me. Uh, but he hit 12 of 13 of them, so I mean he. He's a great free-throw shooter, and so, yeah, I'm not not tremendously happy with how many times he's gotten to the free-throw line this series and how he does in a career, but, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, great performance tonight. Not going to complain about it any more than I already have. Niang with six points tonight, two for two from the three-point line, two rebounds. Derek Favors with eight points. 5 rebounds for him, 4 for 5 from the field overall. Jordan Clarkson, 6th man of the year, he showed that tonight. 24 points off the bench, 6 rebounds, 8 for 18 from the field overall, 4 for 9 from 3, and 4 for 4 from the free throw line. He was a force to be reckoned with, an absolutely killer, killer to our bench. And finally, Joe Ingles, 2 points from tonight. 1 for 4, rough night from shooting, but he got 5 rebounds and 4 assists and a steal, so it kind of makes up for it. The Utah Jazz is a team... Uh, we're without Ilyasova again, Brantley, Morgan, Thomas, Forrest, and Oni. but yeah, they obviously didn't really need any of those guys. 45% from the field overall, like I said, 50% from the three-point line, very, very incredible once again, and 89% from the free-throw line, missing only three, and those were by Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and who am I missing? Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, okay, this, stat is not, cur- oh, sorry, and Rudy Gobert missed two, sorry, Rudy Gobert missed two. Um, sorry. <laughs> gracious um they got 42 rebounds and 23 assists 7 steals 4 blocks and 11 turnovers so the grizzlies actually were pretty close for statistic wise we tie with rebounding and we get more assists than them we stole the ball more and we blocked the ball the same so like all these statistics very very similar very very close and so yeah it was just it got it went down to the three-point line three-point line is how it's been going down recently and in the final three or four minutes of the game and so they, we lost this game by seven just because of the fact that Utah just going on these runs at the very end, and the Grizzlies just can't keep up with them because, one, we're so young, and, two, the Utah Jazz are the best team in the league. They got much better players than us. They're a much better basketball team than us. Do I think we could have won this series? Absolutely. Do I think we still can win this series? Um, short answer is no. But I think, I mean, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. We still have one more game left. Um, but I think we played absolutely fantastic in this series, and what Rudy Gobert said at the end of, is this is going back to Rudy Gobert, by the way. Uh, he was on his walk-off interview. First of all, he was mistaken for uh, Donovan Mitchell, which I'm not really sure how that happens. But Rudy Gobert like, was saying, we got to fight every single night, 110%, against these Memphis Grizzlies team. This team is young, and they will not go away. And so we, we need to be focused every single night for them. That's, that's roughly what he said. It's not an exact quote. But, yeah, I mean, he was throwing mad respect to us, which I appreciate. Um, But yeah, I mean, and he's right. We we don't go away. That's why we should be really happy with this series. We got Grizzlies basketball once again way earlier than we thought in the playoffs. Like we thought we were gonna be rebuilding. No, we got we have these pieces that we can actually use now and not foot for later. You know what I mean? And so this was a good this was a good game for us and a good series for us. And we're gonna try to get things back on track a little bit later. We'll just talk about that once again in just a few minutes. Like I did mention um the Memphis Grizzlies did like i said we lost the game and so we, now we are down 3 to 1 in this series the only series actually in the western conference that is 3 to 1 uh all the other things are 2 to 1 and sorry 2 to 2 and so, yeah, I think this is that's something interesting, but like once again, we're the 8 and 1 seed, and the 7 and 2 seed's not actually because the Lakers are not actually a 2 seed, they should be a lot higher. They just fell because of injury. Last night the 76ers actually did lose their game, and so now they are up 3-1, couldn't convert couldn't complete the sweep tonight. And uh, Joel Embiid is went out with an injury and he is doubtful. For the game, for for the game, I think on Wednesday. So that's not good for Sixers fans. We hope that he gets better. Um, and those were those were the only games yesterday because it was uh, Memorial Day yesterday. Happy Memorial Day, guys! By the way, uh, sorry I didn't post yesterday. I was I had a migraine yesterday, but I'm I'm okay now. Uh, and yeah, I, was, I mean, taking off for Memorial Day seems decent. That seems like kind of the right thing to do anyway. So looking forward in that series, that series should be very very interesting. Do I think the Sixers will win next game? I don't know. I think it'll I think Joel Bead will have will be the X factor for that game. And like if he does play or do, if he doesn't play, Tobias Harris got stood up big 21 and 13 and Russell Westbrook continued to be dominant getting a triple double, 19, 21 rebounds and 14 assists. And we had another fan incident fan went onto the court and tried to dunk the ball. <laughs> he failed. So now the fans once again looking more silly than they already are. So, we got that happening and then Bradley Bill was asked if he feels any less safe in the NBA arenas, due to recent fan misbehavior, and I wanted just to say this before, um, before I close. And he said this quote: "I don't feel less safe because I know no fan would try me individually. You can throw anything at me, but you're not gonna approach me and try nothing. I know that. I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say less safe. I don't want to use my hood term, but these hands work. <laughs> That's kind of funny. So Bradley Beal saying that he's not really worried about it um, for him." Does it, I don't think this is, I don't think this is, uh, immature to think. I think that they, I think he's reasonable, like, he's, like, it's reasonable for him to feel okay. He's a fantastic basketball player. Um, and yeah, I think, I and I think that, I think that he has hoped that the human race wouldn't actually go attack people. Like, I think they, I think he hopes that, and saying, oh, this is a basketball game, this is a, I, this is just, this is a sports. this is for entertainment, uh, But maybe that's where he's coming from. But that's just an interesting thing that I found that maybe you guys were interested in as well. Coming up tonight for some interesting games, of course, we have. uh, I'll talk about baseball. This is not a baseball podcast. I'm sorry. Um, The Boston Celtics taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn is up 3 1, looking to end this series. Should be a really, really fun game on 6 30 on TNT, one you should definitely go watch um and then eight o'clock so this is all central time eight o'clock central time we got the trailblazers and the nuggets on nba tv series tied two to two uh once again i'm still picking the blazers to come out of this series but it should be a really it should be a fun game and then finally we got the lakers and Suns uh, with anthony davis uh still pretty hurt um so I'll be interested to see if he plays tonight series also tied two to two nine o'clock on tnt as well so Fun games tonight. I think it's like we have a, I think these are just fun games to watch. So, can can the uh, Celtics survive? I don't know. And which team is going to come on top of their series to take control of their own destiny? I don't know. It should be fun to find out. But that is going to do it for me today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys absolutely did enjoy it. Memphis Grizzlies preview will be tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast, by the way. If you want to hear more fantastic music, or like the music you hear beginning each and every end of the podcast, go check out Hardly Genius on YouTube. Puts out some great music, so stop by and give it a try, if you have not already. Tomorrow, alright, it's happening. Stay calm, guys, it's happening. Tomorrow, I will be talking about the two teams that have been eliminated. Uh, well, sorry, the uh, we're, we're talking about the Miami Heat and what they should do in the offseason. And then, if the Celtics lose, then I'll bunch that up as well. So, I might either do a run kind of big episode or split those up. Probably split those up. Or um, just depending on how much I have to say. So, hopefully looking forward to that. Uh, talking about draft picks and every stuff like that. Off-season moves. So, hopefully look forward to that on your Wednesday afternoon. Uh, let's see. So, if you want to continue to support me, which will be very much appreciated, you can find my links in the description to my YouTube, my website, wherever you listen to your podcast to continue to support me. Once again, very much appreciated. You listening to the podcast is very, very, is supporting me more than you could possibly know. But if you want to take that extra step, which not a lot of people do, and so you could become one of those vast few people, you can join my YouTube. And join my YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, like the videos there. Uh, More YouTube content will be pumping out soon, just to show that you are really enjoying it. And yeah, it really helps me a lot. So thank you for those who have done that. Finally, every team is absolutely fantastic in the rest of the NBA season, unless they are playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Until next time, my name is Seth Weston, and this is the unofficial Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Later.